You're listening to the Tenuto Podcast, presented by me, Kevin Lynch. Here we go! Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got another show, Tenuto Podcast, every Tuesday, coming at you with a different interview from a different music educator from somewhere in the world. This week, we've got an interview with Catherine Presserin. She's a choir director and the first female to come on the Tenuto podcast. Um, so shout out to Catherine, representing females everywhere. Awesome. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really good interview. Me and Catherine had a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know about everyone else out there, but February has been a pretty good month. I've, I've really enjoyed February. Uh, and, and now coming up is March, where where I've got a couple different things going on. I'm not sure if anyone out there has ever heard of assessment or festival, but this is a new concept to me. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey, and then I went to school in Pennsylvania, and I hadn't come across this yet, but it's basically a, uh, you, you take your band or orchestra or choir, and you go and you perform three pieces for judges. and And you work these pieces, and then... After you perform the pieces, they give you a piece to sight read with your band. So the sight reading works where you have seven minutes, nobody can play, but you can rehearse and you can sight sing, you can clap, do whatever you, you want, but you can't play your instrument until those seven minutes are up. And then you and your band perform that piece sight read um, and you get graded based on how, how you guys perform. So the combination of sight reading and your prepared pieces you'll get a score, and that score basically tells you, you know, things that you're doing well, things that you could be working on, so I'm excited to see where my middle schools are at in terms of the score, and the way I'm looking at it is it's just a reflection of what we're doing in the classroom every day, so if we're doing good things in the classroom every day, it'll, it'll show, and the judges will see that, and if not, uh, hopefully, we'll, I'll get some good feedback as to what we can be doing better. And a lot of people get really stressed out for it, but I don't. I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good time. That's that's coming up in mid March, so excited for that. And yeah, let's talk a little bit about Catherine. Her name's Catherine Presserin. She has her master's in music education from Mary Washington College in. Fredericksburg, Virginia, and she actually stayed in that same area, got a job in Stafford County at A.G. Wright Middle School teaching choir. Um, She's been teaching choir for three years, and she's also an avid sports fan, and uh, she coaches softball. She's she's a really awesome person, and she's actually one of my mentors at school. So I I work at one of, one of my schools is A.G. Wright that I work at, and and we work together. And Catherine has been nothing but supportive in school and actually outside of school too. She's always inviting me and a, a bunch of the other new teachers out to do things and to come over. So I can't say enough good things about Catherine. She's been so warm and energetic and enthusiastic just about everything. And you'll see that's a theme in the in the podcast. I, I try to get to the root of what makes her so enthusiastic and and positive all the time because she's always upbeat and positive and 
she's she's doing a really good job at AG Wright. Um, Catherine also played softball in college, which is something I thought was completely crazy because music education itself is so much time. So to be a student athlete and study music education, we talk a little bit about that. So I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear about what her schedule was like. And then, uh, yeah, me and Catherine are also in a fantasy basketball league together. So there's a question in there about that. And she thought it was pretty funny. And about 50% of that league listens to this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's relevant. But all right. I should give you enough info on Catherine. And let's kick it to the interview. I'm sitting here with Catherine Presserin, choral director at A.G. Wright Middle School in Stafford County and head coach of the A.G. Wright girls softball team. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Kevin. I'm very excited. You are very excited, and you're very excited and encouraging in the classroom. Can you talk to me a little bit about where that comes from? What, why are you so enthusiastic and encouraging all the time? Well, I always try to be a positive person, and I've found that in my life, even if something's going wrong or something's difficult, it's always better to try to step back and think about things in a positive way or just, you know, what's something good that can come from this or what's a better way to look at the situation. And I think when you're always looking at something with that, like trying to be positive, you know, viewpoint, you know, you kind of get enthusiasm from that. You know, even if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed or if I'm having a bad day, Mm -hmm. just pause and then say, all right, let's turn this around. Let's move forward. And so the positivity and the enthusiasm, they sort of go hand in hand. So, yeah. And that's just what I've been doing my whole life. You know, (laughs) I think a reason that me and you like get along so well together is because we're both really positive and enthusiastic. When you're teaching, because what I've found is sometimes when I'm enthusiastic while I'm teaching, my kids kind of get riled up and then it's hard to like control the classroom. Have you, have you ever found something like that going on? Yeah. It can be a really difficult balance sometimes because Mm -hmm. you obviously want the students to feed off of your positivity and your energy and your excitement and you want them to be excited too and sometimes their excitement is not as focused on what you would like it to be focused on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that can be a tough balance to sort of figure out the right amount of enthusiasm and the right amount of like being the, you know, the true force in the front of the room. So it can be difficult, but yeah, I've definitely run into that, but always, you know, been able to get it back and Mm -hmm. have those conversations with the kids of, you know, let's remember why we're here, which is to learn and to not just run around and do whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been one of my main goals this year is trying to like focus that excitement onto what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You want them to use their powers for good. Right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, Catherine. So you, you could pretty much be doing whatever you want right now. And I think you'd be successful. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you're teaching music? Well, I just, I sort of have, 
I think that I'm supposed to be doing this and not in the way that someone told me that that's what you do is you go to college and you become a teacher. I really feel like I'm doing what my life's purpose is. Mm -hmm. So once you've had a few moments where you've kind of had that um, realization and it's not one big thing necessarily, it's little things here and there. It's sort of like, why would I want to do anything else? You know, like, I don't know, just like the first time a kid like sings and it's on pitch or the first time the group sings in a harmony it's like that's addicting that feeling of like wow yeah i helped them create that it's like why would i go anywhere else you know mm-hmm. and you know i am a positive person i'm sure i could make something else work but it's like i don't want to find out you know I, mm-hmm. I like what i'm doing now so yeah yeah was there a reason you chose middle school over any other grade did you always want to do middle school or did, did you not have a preference um, no, I did not want to always do middle school. <laughs> I, I actually, I really thought, um, once I decided I was majoring in music for sure, going to be a teacher, um, before my whole revelation as a music teacher, I, I really thought I would do elementary school Ooh. because I liked the idea of doing a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. all of the different instruments. And I was a percussionist, so I liked all playing all those percussion instruments and doing the you know, ORF ensembles and the drums and all that, like that made me really excited. And obviously I love singing. Um, but then once I had more experience with middle school, like a couple practicums and my student teaching, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is where it's at. Like, this is where the kids are. They're a little bit older. They're starting to become a little bit more serious or they're just growing up a little bit. Sometimes it's hard to remember that. But, um, once I started doing that, I was like, that's a great age. And they are very, you know, very much still moldable and they're still taking it all in. And, you know, I think it's a really fun age and it's never boring. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely second that. Yeah. Never boring. Um, so I'm kind of like, I'm in coach mode right now. Right. Because I'm coaching girls basketball. Right. Um, and you were a student athlete in college, which is something that I've always thought about. Because I've always been, like, kind of a sports guy, and I've always thought, like, man, if I had to balance, like, playing a sport and doing music education, that'd be horrible. Like, that, music education in itself is so much, and then Mm -hmm. playing a sport is crazy. You were able to do both at Mary Washington. Yeah. Go Eagles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) I was very busy. Yeah. I if I were to just summarize my college experience in one word, it was busy. And it really took a lot of hard work. I'm not gonna lie, I was tired a lot, I was, you know, cranky a lot, I was staying up till all hours trying to get stuff done and you know, when my friends from music were spending four hours a day in the you know, the listening lab or in the practice rooms, I was spending four hours a day on the softball field and mm-hmm. I loved that. You know, I love the softball field, but then it was like, all right, my practice time has to come, you know, in my dorm room with my headphones on in the middle of the night or, you know, (laughs) being the only person still on campus, you know, singing till midnight or whatever. And it was hard sometimes, but, you know, I wouldn't change that for anything because I felt like I was able to, you know, keep playing softball and, you know, kind of see that through while I was still doing music, but... People don't realize that music and sports, they do have a lot of similarities when you think about it. Like, you know, when you're playing softball or any sport, really, you spend however many hours, countless hours, 
you're practicing, you're training, you're conditioning, you're going at it every single day, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, putting your body into it, you know, it is quite an experience and all for, you know, a game, you know, for, you know, so many hours leading up to, you know, one, two or three hour game. And it's sort of like when we're learning a piece or whatever, and you're in the practice room working on one measure or one section or one note for however long just so that you can get to that recital or the concert or whatever. And so it sounds good. You know, it's that same idea of like, you know, the fun part might not be the hours and hours and hours, but you have to do that if you want to get to the fun part at the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've, when you were saying that, I was shaking my head like, (laughs) yes, furiously, because I totally agree with you. When I coach girls, like when we were coaching at the beginning of the year, um, the one thing I focused on a lot was just like the fundamentals. And that's something that I focus a lot with my beginning band on all my bands is because like fundamentals are, are things you build off of. And right. like, if you can teach that, if they can do that, they, they can do so much more. Right. Yeah. And you have to, you have to get the fundamentals. You can't, you can't take shortcuts or else you will never get to a higher level. Right. It's the same thing. So I think that my experiences with sports helped my experiences in music and my music experiences helped my softball. So yeah. it goes hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of higher level, when when I say the word successful, who do you think of? Who do I think of? Yeah. Well, that's a hard one. I mean, when I think of successful people... I think of people who have worked really hard mm-hmm. and have achieved something. Yeah. But that's not necessarily like, you know, always these big celebrities or big names. Like, I do look at some of my colleagues who are great, fantastic teachers, and I think they are successful, and they are being successful. But I also will, like, look at a student in my room, and they were yeah. able to read four measures of sight reading with quarter notes correctly. And I think that's a successful person yeah. right there. Yeah. Does that mean that hopefully that's not the last success they ever find, but I do think that that makes them a successful person on some level. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, there's different levels to it. So yeah. Who else do I think of, you know, I guess people who just, yeah, they go after it and they're fearless, mm-hmm. you know? Do you have any like, heroes that you aspire to be like one day hmm well you know our colleague Arlene Mandudis Mm -hmm. she has been teaching for over 30 years and I still see her working to get better every single day and I Uh think that that is really amazing and so I'd like to have a little bit of that same success and same drive when I have been teaching for 30 years yeah you and know. like I think it's really easy to to get like complacent you know yeah <laughs> like <clears throat> um it is easy to get complacent so I do look up to people who've been teaching for a long time and um who else um there's a great choral director who I met last year who teaches in Prince William Philip Kierstead, and he is an incredible teacher who consistently gets great um, results out of his students, and he worked with our kids for all county last year, and I look at him, and I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be more like him. So, you know, even though it's just like, kind of like a local person almost, but I certainly look up to him, and I'm like, I could learn something from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, so, what's it like for you, you... 
two years ago, you were a first-year teacher, right? This is your third year. Yes, correct. And now you're a mentor for people <laughs> like me and people like our new orchestra director, Carly. Yeah. Is that is that weird for you? <laughs> um, it, it was a little weird at first um, just because, you know, I still feel like I learn something every single day. Uh-huh. But I think that is almost helpful. You know, if I was a mentor who thought that I was sort of done learning <laughs> and I was like already as good as I was going to get, then yeah. I think that I wouldn't be able to help Carly mm-hmm. or you as much. So I think that I kind of got over that and I was like, you know, I can guide you to a certain point and sometimes we work through stuff together or we just have conversations where we learn from each other or whatever. And so I was a little, a little worried at, at the beginning, but I think it's worked out well just because, you know, it is a journey and none of us want to get stuck in a rut, so to speak. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it is a journey. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Can you describe some experiences you've had that you feel like have made you better as a teacher? Yeah. Um, I think this is probably what a lot of people would say is that sometimes the bad experiences you learn a lot from, Mm -hmm. too, um, (laughs) as well as the positive ones. Um, You know, when in my, like, first or second week of teaching, when I was really working hard with some students on breathing exercises and a child almost passed out <laughs> because <laughs> she had just been in PE and hadn't drank oh, water and didn't eat breakfast. Yeah. And, you know, what I learned from that was, one, be careful when they're coming from PE, but also, you know, making sure that I'm thinking all the way through my plans and sort of seeing the whole picture, you know, as though we yeah. don't have enough to do, but it's like we have to think about the students as human beings, not just little musical robots as much as we, you know, wish they were sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really helpful. I will never forget that because I was very panicked in that moment. Yeah. She was fine, but, you know, Good. I really freaked out. Um, what else? Um, you know, it's sort of hard to think about one particular big moment. It's sort of like A bunch you of have these ones. passing moments throughout your day yeah. that you look back on later and you're like, yes, that was great. <laughs> or like, yeah. or yeah. like, oh yeah, I did that really well. Or, you know, also on the opposite of, I should have done that better. Um, but yeah, when kids like have their face light up when you say, okay, we're going to learn the next section of a piece today. It's like, wow, that's really great. But also like listening to the kids if, you know, they have real concerns of like, I really don't understand this or whatever. And sometimes I think I just sort of can be a little hardcore and I'll just like push through. So I think it's good to listen to the kids as well and be like, what do they need from me to keep going and to be, you know, successful on whatever it is that we're doing. So I, I really think it's a lot of little things along the way more so than these big, like, write them down moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did that make sense? No, that, that, that <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah, I really like that. Awesome. Um, all right. It's time for rapid fire. It's already time for rapid fire. It's already time I for rapid like fire. I feel like it has just flown by so quickly. It, it has been flying by. I hope that I've given you enough. I've, I've actually <laughs> um, I've prepared a couple of deep rapid fire questions today. Okay. So... Lay it on me. You, 
obviously, you're a big listener of the show. Appreciate that. Um, you're so welcome. You, I'm, I, I've been enjoying season one of Tenuto. I really yeah, have. No. I think that it's it's a great thing, and you've you found a good a good uh, path here yeah, with your I, podcast. I for love sure. your support. You always come <laughs> in and talk to me about things that you like and things that I could do better. So that's a good mentor, first off, and Thank second you. off. Yeah, really appreciate all your words. Thanks. Um, I hope but I don't think I need to describe rapid fire. I, yeah, I know Just, all about rapid fire. So, here we go. I'm ready. Here's your first question. What is a quote that you live your life by? Uh, I have a quote that I have on a magnet next to my desk. It says, have courage when things go wrong. Ooh. I read that one a lot. Ooh. Okay. What's one book you would recommend to everyone listening to this show? If you haven't yet read Harry Potter, what are you even doing with your life? Get on it now. <laughs> okay. Which like which I know it's which not one? a music thing, but uh, best Harry Potter book. Well, if you haven't read any of them, you have to start with Sorcerer's Stone. But my favorite is probably Half Blood Prince. Ooh, is that the fifth? No, it's the sixth. Oh, gosh. Obviously. Not not up on that. Okay, well, you'll get there. All right. Here's a here's a more serious question. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate yourself as a fantasy basketball player? <laughs> well, last I checked, I think I was, like, tied for third or something in my <laughs> league. <laughs> but how would I rate myself? I probably would give myself a, a 5 out of 10 right now because I sometimes forget okay. to check on my roster. But I do care about it <laughs> with a lot of heart. I just right. also neglect it at times. Yeah, understood. <laughs> Okay. Um, here's, a, here's a question. What's one thing you believe that others think is insane? A thing that I believe that others think is insane? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, what do I believe that others think is insane? I believe... Uh, da, 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 da. This isn't very rapid. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Here's one. I believe that the Cavs could win the NBA championship again this year. Wow. A lot of people don't believe that. Wow. Including maybe you. Hmm. A lot of people don't think that. I think that it could happen. And I, in fact, I might even say I think it will happen. Wow. But I also know that it might not. Do but you want to put I really that, believe it. Do you want to put that in stone? Just go ahead and say... Okay, with a health, healthy Kevin Love and a healthy J.R. Smith, okay. the Cavs will win again. Wow. Back to back. Yeah. you know She said it here first <laughs> on the podcast. Crazier things have happened, hmm. like when they went the previous million years without winning. So I saw I mean, a picture of you at the game, game six of the NBA Finals. Yes, you did. So we are talking to a diehard <laughs> Cavaliers fan here. I believe in the power of LeBron James. Okay. Wow. A little basketball on the podcast. <laughs> hmm. You didn't know what you were getting into. Wow. I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's a, here's a last question. What has been your best purchase of under $100? Oh, my best purchase of under $100. Hmm. <laughs> I know. These boots. 
I found these boots <laughs> at the Goodwill um, outlet. I don't know what it's really called. The, it's like a big Goodwill. And these were separated. They weren't even tied together or anything. And wow. they were like in this giant cart thing you had to dig through and i found them and they happened to be my size and they were three bucks and i'll just i'll give a little description to our listeners they are <laughs> tan boots um with shoelaces <laughs> about ankle height uh-huh. and tan yeah they are tan and they're great for Ooh. for um cold weather they're great for the elements if it's wet if it's snowy they're great for that yeah, and I heard you're going to Alaska this summer. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be taking these boots with me okay. to Alaska this summer. You know, I've never been, but I'm assuming I'll need boots like these when I go. Yeah, So. got it. Yeah. Well, Catherine, <laughs> that was a great interview. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a lot me. of fun. It's been a thrill. All right, and that was our interview with Catherine. That was a ton of fun, and really excited for next week got a good guest coming on the show so stay tuned for that and have a great week out there guys i will see you next tuesday